Okay, that's our reading for the day. Yeah, thank you guys for joining thank us. Thank you so much. We're so proud of you. Hope Continue you going on. Day uh, 224 in the books. Very proud of you guys. Wow. Pass this on. Share it with your friends and family and strangers. And Yeah, anybody you want. Yeah, and you can good. donate your pottery wheel to the church if you're not going to use it. Yes, so. if not, Jeremiah will use it. That's right, or God will. Okay, just kidding. We haven't started yet. I wonder if everyone was like, what's going on? Yeah, you were. I know, you are texting. Don't freak out. Yeah, Calm okay. down. We're going to continue the book of Jeremiah. Today we're picking up a Jeremiah chapter 18. Today is day 224, and we are proud of you, and you should share this with people. And this is Chip and Eric reading through the Bible. Yeah, just a couple of semi-ordinary pastors reading an extraordinary book. To some truly wonderful people. Yeah, on this great day. Yeah. Also, uh, okay, so our light's going to keep doing the disco thing. I'm going to turn off yeah, the light a little we, behind the scenes for you. Yeah, we have a light issue here. Um, so we're not going to put up with that any longer. Yeah, we're done with that. So we just dealt with it. Yeah. Yep, that's fine. Okay, we got to get started, Eric. Yeah, we do. Jeremiah chapter 18, the potter and the clay. See, now everyone gets the pottery wheel reference. I know. Well, we'll get there. Okay. The Lord gave another message to Jeremiah. He said, go down to the potter's shop and I will speak to you there. So I did as he told me and found the potter working at his wheel. But the jar he made, he was making did not turn out as he had hoped. Yeah. So he crushed it into a lump of clay again and started over. Well, then the Lord gave me this message. O Israel, can I not do to you as this potter has done to this clay? As the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand. If I announce that a certain nation or kingdom is to be uprooted, torn down, and destroyed, but then that nation renounces its evil ways, I will not destroy it as I had planned. And if I announce that I will plant and build up certain nations or kingdoms, but then that nation turns to do evil and refuses to obey me, I will not bless it as I said I would. Therefore, Jeremiah, go and warn all Judah and Jerusalem. Say to them, this is what the Lord says. I am planning disaster for you instead of good. So turn from your evil ways, each of you, and do what is right. But the people replied, don't waste your breath. We will continue to live as we want, as we want to, stubbornly following our own evil desires. So this is what the Lord says. Has anyone ever heard of such a thing, even among the pagan nations? My virgin daughter Israel has done something terrible. Does the snow ever disappear from the mountaintops of Lebanon? Do the cold streams flowing from those distant mountains ever run dry? But my people are not so reliable, for they have deserted me. They burn incense to worthless idols. They have stumbled off off the ancient highway and walk in muddy paths. Therefore, their land will become desolate, a monument to their stupidity. All who pass by will be astonished and will shake their heads in amazement. I will scatter my people before their enemies as the east wind scatters dust. And in their trouble, I will turn my back on them and refuse to notice their distress. A plot against Jeremiah. Then the people said, come on, let's plot a way to stop Jeremiah. We have plenty of priests and wise men and prophets. We don't need him to teach the word and give us advice and prophecies. Let's spread rumors about him and ignore what he says. Lord, hear me and help me. Listen to what my enemies are saying. Should they should they repay evil for good? They have dug a pit to kill me, though I pleaded for them. I tried to protect them from your anger. So let their children starve. Let them die by the sword. Let their wives become children, childless widows. Let their old men die in a plague and let their young men be killed in battle. Let screaming be heard from their homes as warriors come suddenly upon them. For they have dug a pit for me and have hidden traps along my path. Lord, you know all about their murderous plots against me. 
Don't forgive their crimes and blot out their sins. Let them die before you. Deal with them in your anger. Jeremiah chapter 19, Jeremiah's shattered jar. This is what the Lord said to me. Go and buy a clay jar. Then ask some of the leaders of the people and of the priests to follow you. Go out through the gate of broken pots to the garbage dump in the valley of Ben-Hinnom and give them this message. Say to them, listen to this message from the Lord, you kings of Judah and citizens of Jerusalem. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. I will bring a terrible disaster on this place, and the ears of those who hear about it will ring. For Israel has forsaken me and turned this valley into a place of wickedness. The people burn incense to foreign gods, idols never before acknowledged by this generation, by their ancestors, or by the kings of Judah. And they have filled this place with the blood of innocent children. They have built pagan shrines to Baal, and there they burn their sons as sacrifices to Baal. I have never commanded such a horrible deed. It has never even crossed my mind to command such a thing. So beware, for the time is coming, says the Lord, when this garbage dump will no longer be called Topheth or the Valley of Ben-Hinnom, but the Valley of Slaughter. For I will upset the careful plans of Judah and Jerusalem. I will allow the people to be slaughtered by invading armies and I will leave their dead bodies as food for the vultures and wild animals. I will reduce Jerusalem to ruins, making it a monument to their stupidity. All who pass by will be astonished and will gasp at the destruction they see there. I will see to it that your enemies lay siege to the city until all the food is gone. Then those trapped inside will eat their own sons and daughters and friends. They will be driven to utter despair. As these men watch you, Jeremiah, smash the jar you brought, then say to them, This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. As this jar lies shattered, so I will shatter the people of Judah and Jerusalem beyond all hope of repair. They will bury the bodies here in Topheth, the garbage dump, until there is no more room for them. This is what I will do to this place and its people, says the Lord. I will cause this city to become defiled like Topheth. Yes, all the houses in Jerusalem, including the palace of Judah's kings, will become like Topheth. All the houses where you burned incense on the rooftops to your star gods and where liquid offerings were poured out to your idols. Then Jeremiah returned from Topheth, the garbage dump where he did deliver this message, and he stopped in front of the temple of the Lord. He said to the people there, This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. I will bring disaster upon this city and surrounding towns as I promised, because you have stubbornly refused to listen to me. Jeremiah and Pasher. Now Pasher, son of Immer, the priest in charge of the temple of the Lord, heard what Jeremiah was prophesying. So he arrested Jeremiah the prophet and had him whipped and put in stocks at the Benjamin gate of the Lord's temple. The next day when Pasher finally released him, Jeremiah said, Pasher, the Lord has changed your name. From now on, you're going to be called the man who lives in terror. For this is what the Lord says. I will send terror upon you and all your friends, and you will watch as they are slaughtered by the swords of the enemy. I will hand the people of Judah over to the king of Babylon. He'll take them captives to Babylon or run them through with the sword. And I'll let your enemies plunder Jerusalem, all the famed treasures of the city, the precious jewels and gold and silver of your kings. They'll be carried off to Babylon. As for you, Pasher, you and all your household will go as captives to Babylon. There you will die and be buried, you and your friends, to whom you prophesy that everything will be all right. Jeremiah's complaint. O Lord, you misled me, and I allowed myself to be misled. You are stronger than I am, and you have overpowered me. I am mocked every day. Everyone laughs at me. When I speak, the words 
the words burst out, violence and destruction, I shout. So these messages from the Lord have made me a household joke. But if I say I'll never mention the Lord or speak in his name, his word burns in my heart like a fire. It's like a fire in my bones. I'm worn out trying to hold it in. I can't do it. I have heard the many rumors about me. They call me the man who lives in terror. They threaten, if you say anything, we'll report it. Even my old friends are watching me, waiting for a fatal slip. He will trap himself, they say, and then we will get our revenge on him. But the Lord stands beside me like a great warrior. Before him, my persecutors will stumble. They cannot defeat me. They'll fail and be thoroughly humiliated. Their dishonor will never be forgotten. O Lord of heaven's armies, you test those who are righteous, and you examine the deepest thoughts and secrets. Let me see your vengeance against them, for I have committed my cause to you. Sing to the Lord, praise the Lord, for though I was poor and needy, he rescued me from my oppressors. Yet I curse the day I was born. May no one celebrate the day of my birth. I curse the messenger who told my father, Good news, you have a son. Let him be destroyed like the cities of old that the Lord overthrew without mercy. Terrify him all day long with battle shouts because he did not kill me at birth. Oh, that I had died in my mother's womb that her body had been my grave. Why was I ever born? My entire life has been filled with trouble, sorrow, and shame. Jeremiah chapter 21, no deliverance from Babylon. The Lord spoke through Jeremiah when King Zedekiah sent Pasher, son of Melchijah, and Zephaniah, son of Messiah, the priest, to speak with him. They begged Jeremiah, please speak to the Lord for us and ask him to help us. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon is attacking Judah. Perhaps the Lord will be gracious and do a mighty miracle as he had done in the past. Perhaps he'll force Nebuchadnezzar to withdraw his armies. Jeremiah replied, Go back to King Zedekiah and tell him, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I will make your weapons useless against the king of Babylon and the Babylonians who are outside your walls attacking you. In fact, I will bring your enemies right into the heart of this city. I myself will fight against you with a strong hand and a powerful arm, for I am very angry. You have made me furious. I will send a terrible plague upon the city, and both people and animals will die. And after all that, says the Lord, I will hand over King Zedekiah, his staff, and everyone else in the city who survives the disease, war, and famine. I will hand them over to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon and to other enemies. He will slaughter them and show them no mercy, pity, or compassion. Tell all the people this is what the Lord says. Take your choice of life or death. Everyone who stays in Jerusalem will die from war famine, or disease, but those who go out and surrender to Babylonians, yeah, they'll live. Their reward will be life, for I've decided to bring disaster and not good upon this city, says the Lord. It will be handed over to the king of Babylon, and he will reduce it to ashes. Judgment on Judah's kings. Say to the royal family of Judah, listen to this message from the Lord. This is what the Lord says to the dynasty of David. Give justice each morning to the people you judge. Help those who have been robbed. Rescue them from their oppressors. Otherwise, my anger will burn like an unquenchable fire because of all your sins. I will personally fight against the people in Jerusalem, that mighty fortress, the people who boast, no one can touch us here, no one can break in here, and I myself will punish you for your sinfulness, says the Lord. I will light a fire in your forest that will burn up everything around you. A message for Judah's kings. This is what the Lord said to me. Go over and speak directly to the king of Judah. Say to him, listen to this message from the Lord, you king of Judah, sitting on David's throne. Let your attendants and your people listen too. This is what the Lord says. Be fair-minded and just. Do what is right. Help those who have been robbed. Rescue them from their oppressors. Quit your evil deeds. 
Do not mistreat foreigners, orphans, and widows. Stop murdering the innocent. If you obey me, there will always be a descendant of David sitting on the throne here in Jerusalem. The king will ride through the palace gates in chariots and on horses and his parade of attendants and subjects. But if you refuse to pay attention to this warning, I swear by my own name, says the Lord, that this palace will become a pile of rubble. A message about the palace. Now this is what the Lord says concerning Judah's royal palace. I love you as much as fruitful Gilead and the green forest of Lebanon. But I will turn you into a desert with no one living within your walls. I will call you, call for your wreckers who will bring out their tools to dismantle you. They will tear out all your fine cedar beams and throw them on the fire. People from many nations will pass by the ruins of the city and say to one another, Why did the Lord destroy such a great city? And the answer will be, Because they violated their covenant with the Lord their God by worshiping other gods. A message about Jehoahaz. Do not weep for the dead king or mourn his loss. Instead, weep for the captive king being led away. For he will never return to see his native land again. For this is what the Lord says about Jehoahaz, who succeeded his father, King Josiah, and was taken away as a captive. He will never return. He will die in a distant land and will never again see his own country. A message about Jehoiakim. And the Lord says, What sorrow awaits Jehoiakim, who builds his palace with forced labor? He builds injustice into its walls, for he makes his neighbors work for nothing. He does not pay them for their labor. He says, I'll build a magnificent palace with huge rooms and many windows. I'll panel it throughout with fragrant cedar and paint it lovely red. But a beautiful cedar palace does not make a great king. Your father Josiah also had plenty to eat and drink, but he was just and right in all his dealings. This is what why God has blessed him. He gave justice and help to the poor and the needy, and everything went well for him. Isn't that what it means to know me, says the Lord? But you... You have eyes only for greed and dishonesty. You murder innocent, oppress the poor, and reign ruthlessly. Therefore, this is what the Lord says about Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, King Josiah. The people will not mourn for him, crying to one another, Alas, my brother, alas, my sister. His subjects will not mourn for him, crying, Alas, our master is dead. Alas, his splendor is gone. He will be buried like a dead donkey, dragged out of Jerusalem and dumped outside the gates. Weep for your allies in Lebanon. Shout for them in Bashan. Search for them in the regions east of the river. See, they are all destroyed. Not one is left to help you. I warned you when you were prosperous, but you replied, don't bother me. You have been the same, that way since childhood. You simply will not obey me. And now the wind will blow away your allies. All your friends will be taken away as captives. Surely then you will see your wickedness and, and be ashamed. It may be nice to live in a beautiful palace paneled with wood from the cedars of Lebanon, but soon you will groan with pangs of anguish, pangs like that of a woman in labor. A message for jo Jehoiachin. As surely as I live, says the Lord, I will abandon you, Jehoiachin, son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah. Even if you were wear a signet ring on my right hand, even if you were the signet ring on my right hand, I would pull you off. I will hand you over to those who seek to kill you, those who des desperately fear uh, to the king of Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon and the mighty Babylonian army. I will expel you and your mother from this land, and you will die in a foreign country, not in your native land. You will never again return to the land you yearn for. Why is this man Jehoiachin like a discarded broken jar? Why are he and his children to be exiled to a foreign land? O earth, 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 listen to this message from the Lord. This is what the Lord says. Let the record show that this man Jehoiachin was childless. He is a failure, for none of his children will succeed him on the throne of David to rule over Judah. Wow. Okay. 
that really is the reading today. That was our reading today. Yes. We did it. You did it. Yeah. And now we're going to ask two questions. So what does this mean to me today? Mm-hmm. And where's, where's Jesus in this reading today? Mm-hmm. So um, in terms of so what? So I think you all know that there can be lots of so what's. Oh, yes. So it's just as God kind of, you know, impresses me as I, as a whole, God the Holy Spirit impresses me as I read through this. And I've circled and noted many things. Um, and so I'm trying to kind of balance with what I said already because Jeremiah is pretty consistent throughout this whole book of his message, what's going on, his struggle, you know, his, his frustration with God, his frustration with the people. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that going on here. Um, I like this one. He says in, in verse uh, chapter 20, if I say I'll never mention the Lord or speak in his name, mm. his word burns in my heart like a fire. Mm-hmm. It's like a fire in my bones. I'm worn out trying to hold it in. I can't hold it. You know, and that's the, the, the word of God. Yeah. You know, and we have the, we have the whole counsel of God in, in front of us. We're reading through that. And so and he had God's words, you know, um, I believe you had parts of the Old Testament, but also um, uh, through the, you know, God speaking to him. Yeah. You know, God's actual yep. words to Talking him. To so him. God talked to prophets and then would tell them what to say. So prophets would speak on behalf of God and, and for God. And, and, and so that was a big responsibility for Jeremiah. And, and kind of today, I think pastors kind of have a similar, I don't think it's, a, it's not the same, it's a lot different, but I think Eric and I both would say we, we um, have the same respect for God's word and want to be careful. A lot of my prayer for the week when I preach is like, help me not to screw this up, yeah, mess it I up. I feel it. Yeah, help I feel me to, it. You know, speak to me, through me, to your people. So I really like God's words burning in his heart, can't get rid of it, mm-hmm. always reminded of it, wants it, needs it. And I think that's just true of us, how how great it would be to wake up every day. You don't have to read the Bible first thing in the morning. You don't have to listen to us first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. There's nothing in the scripture that says you have to do that. But for me, I'll just tell you personally, there's nothing greater than getting up, getting the coffee, sitting down. I'll do you know a little prayer, give everything to God, and then I get into scripture. And it's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, it just starts the day off right. I, I want to do that. And and. And when something happens that I doesn't go in that order, it messes me up. And, mm. But it's not only that; it's throughout the day too. His word should burn in you and speak to you, guide you, and lead you. So, and I love what happens in Jeremiah's life too. He's saying, "If I never, if I was never going to say it again, it burns in me like a fire." So, like, mm. not just because mm. I love the intake piece of it. You're right; like, he yeah. needed it; it burned in him. Yeah. But then it's not enough to just take in the Bible. It's mm. not enough to binge the Bible, to read through the Bible with Chip and Eric, to read the Bible on your own. Yeah. This is a truth that's meant to be spoken. Yeah. You know, and if you've got if you really are absorbing the Bible the way that you're supposed to be, it should be coming out of you. Like you have to bring that out. I mean, it's like um in the New Testament, when Peter when they ban Peter and John from talking about Jesus, and he's like, We we literally cannot stop talking about Jesus. Like the Sanhedrin's like, you can't do that anymore. And he's like, I don't know what to tell you. Like I, I have to, you know, it's that kind of thing. Like when you've really encountered this book, that's what happens. I look at it this way, Eric. I see, um, you know how, you know, when we hang out, when you and I hang out together, we hang out with friends or our, our kids hang out with people. 
the, the longer you hang out with someone, you begin to act like them oh, and yeah. talk like them. Yep. And it could be good, it could be bad. So it's the same way. The more time you spend with God, you begin to act like him, talk like him, think like him, mm-hmm. respond like him, because you just it just consumes you. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think in the New, the New Testament somewhere says, you know, that it's the mind of Christ. And we have the mind of Christ because we're in the, the word of God and mm-hmm. we begin to think and act that way. So that's yeah, absolutely it's true. Good, good stuff. I'm going to guess... It's either First or Second Corinthians two that has the mind of Christ in it, but I don't remember which one. I always switch. It's one of the Corinthians. One of yeah, one of the Corinthians two. So then, okay. So where's Jesus in the text? I'm going to keep it kind of short because we're at twenty minutes. Uh, In in eighteen verse eighteen, people said, "Come on, let's plot a way to stop Jeremiah. We have plenty of priests and wise men and prophets. We don't need him to teach the word and give us advice and prophecies. Let's spread rumors about him and ignore what he says." Lord, hear me and help me. Listen to what my enemies are saying. Should they repay evil for good? They've dug a pit to kill me, so they've got this plot to kill him. And though I pleaded for them and I tried to protect them from your anger. What a picture of Jesus and his full ministry and the way that he was treated when he arrived. So much so that I think in Matthew 23, Jesus says to the Pharisees and the religious leaders, finish what your ancestors started. Hmm. Because these people that were so proud and arrogant and wanted to embrace a false religion because it allowed them to live however they wanted to in that moment. Yeah. You know, they rejected God because they wanted to worship idols and, and be immoral and sacrifice their kids and do all these terrible things without seeing the actual truth. They hated Jeremiah because of the truth. Oh, yeah. It was the same thing with Jesus. And so when he looked at them and said, your ancestors went and killed the prophets mm. and persecuted the prophets, finish what your ancestors started. And then they put him on a cross, and they did exactly they that. Did. They, they finished did. what their ancestors started. Although, a magnificent thing, it wasn't finished. No. It, the cross, the work was done. Work it was is done. finished. Amen. But Christ was certainly not finished. Yeah, his surprise. resurrection. Yeah. <laughs> in your face. Yeah. So, all right. That's where Jesus is in the text. Yeah. Thanks for joining us today, and be sure to have a great one. Yeah. Get some sleep. And donate a pottery wheel. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. All right. Bye. <laughs>